Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Xbox The Box, an Xbox podcast. My name is Dave Chief and I'm here with my good friend, Proper Neko. How are you doing today? Also known as Alice. Yeah. So, hi all, and I hope you have a good uh, June in the moment. Yeah. This is the best Xbox podcast hosted by someone who has COVID. Because I just got a positive <laughs> yeah. test, so there we go. I feel alright, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I feel at least right, you're but... doing okay. So yeah, <laughs> but at least you can like get time off work and like play games. So also you can like do YouTube. It's so sad to play video. Yeah, uh, oh, oh, I'm gonna have to play video games for like a week. It's gonna suck. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but no. Um. Yeah. So I. I, I I thought it was just a cold, but it's been yeah, it's not it's not great. But we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll survive. I will survive, hopefully. It depends on how much you stayed in because I because uh, last weekend it was like the Galarian Festival, and it was a festival that's held in, like Penzance, Cornwall. So it just happens. It just comes back for the first time this year since the pandemic. So I just went to the fairground and I got a hot dog and chips. I forgot to bring cash, so I only used contactless to get that, but I couldn't get anything else like donuts and a pint of Coke. But then I just had to go through like crowds, especially gigs that are like right up the street. And I thought, oh, I'll be the one that's going to end up getting COVID. But I think the real problem, I think it's just I get really paranoid about it so much that it just really consumes my life that I really want to stay in as much as possible. But yet, I still haven't got it. And that is despite, like, some other members of my family got caught it. But then my mum and dad, touch with that they haven't got it yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? I barely leave the house. I've, like, been out, like, four or four times. Like, it feels like I've been out, like, three times in a year, basically. I've barely left the house. Um, when my... My mum was visiting my uh, my sister in Australia with it. My nephews always picked up stuff in like daycare and stuff, like colds and all that. And I'm surprised my mum never caught it and passed it to me. But it's just one of those things, isn't yeah. it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's like, right. Uh, they, they spread all the diseases, <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Because yeah. my sister is like raising a family and like two of her kids that she's got like they got caught covid as well and i don't know if my sister's caught it yet or not i don't remember but you can definitely get catch it from when you like look after children especially when they go to like kinder preschool or even not preschool so they pick up so much stuff in kindergarten and preschool is ridiculous um yeah it's just it's just a, a gym fest everything they just get they just spread gyms um, so yeah, uh, let's let's talk about Xbox though, because we've got a packed show to get through today. Uh, I'm really looking forward to our topic of the show, but at first we'll do as we always do, uh, and we will talk about what we've been playing. So what have you been playing, uh, Alice? Well, I've been playing. Um, uh, I got. Uh, well, Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I just joined a server one by a different server and it's got more people in. But it's got like things signed up like you can get there's already the village hall. You can get some like charity from other friends and give you bits of items to help you like gain a few steps up. And it's not like one of those featured servers. It's just like a a dedicated server that is like a survival world, but it's got like stuff like mods and the bits there, so you can be able to like get started pretty quickly. So you just like um, get in and you can be able to do things to your heart's content. But there's a problem with it. It well, two problems. Even though it's a Java server, you can still play on Bedrock. You just need to like use a third-party DNS to trick it into thinking like you're not using the well the I DNS you get from your IP, and it just like tricks the game into thinking that you need an open server list. That's the only way you can like get dedicated servers for a Bedrock version. But if you play on like PC or mobile, you just add server. You don't have the option on like switch ps5 and xbox yeah so yeah so i it's just yeah i've been playing minecraft as well this week um i've got back into it again it's one of of those comfort games it's just if i feel down or blue it's just like you know minecraft it's always Mm -hmm. my go-to um i so i wanted to get to the end in my xbox series x play uh file so what I did, I copied the seed, and then set up and went into creative mode with that seed, and found where the where the uh, end dungeon was, and I went back into my old world and used that to get there. <laughs> so like cheats, <laughs> I like cheating to get to the end. I don't care. I still need to get yeah. nine ender eyes, and then I need to purify the eyes to stick them in the holes to open the portal. But because I've done it loads of times, yeah. but I've not done it on my Series X yet. So I haven't got the achievement on Series X for entering the end yet. So I'm excited to do that eventually. Well, well, speak the bitch. I I was on the Realm server, which you because uh, the server I mentioned about the Java thing, you get the lots of good stuff on the Java server. But the problem, but the second problem is that you don't unlock achievements for it. They, the people who won it say so you they can like set it up so you can be able to. Unlock the achievements and get some of the bedrock gameplay, but you just have a problem where you don't have or don't use any some of their commands, which is really useful. Like if you use a command to like teleport to other people and stuff like that, and then you can choose home or back to switch between places. These commands are so good that you don't really want this server to work, so you can get achievements on your Xbox or even your iPad. I still got like a bunch of things that I need to unlock on the iPad iOS version. So any of the that needs yeah. to be done. Uh, if you go creative at all in a save file, then you no longer can get achievements on it. So that's why I made sure. That's why I cheated to find the end because I, what I would have just got in creative and flew there myself, but I, I literally copied the seed so I had the exact same world and found where it was in that world. Uh, but yeah, but it, I can still like use. I can still use, like, get advancement, regardless if I'm playing Bedrock or not. But the only thing is, like, if you sign up as a Bedrock player, you can play it, and a profile is generated for you. But if you play, like, for the Java version, then unless you can request for your 
profiles to be merged, uh, you will be playing with different profiles, meaning separate inventories on each player. But I decided to keep it really separate, so yeah. But uh, anyway, I also like be part of a Minecraft Realms, which is run by my friends. But I'm currently the only one who's in there, and I'm left like trying to fix up the iron farm. I've been building the storage room, complete with bricks and everything. And nobody has been, been on for quite some time. So I would try to persuade someone to like get to have a slot there for you to join. So that way you can just come in and enjoy my works. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. I was going to say, I, I could, especially if I've got, I'm off, I'm isolating for a week because there's something to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you, so there's two big for free to play well maybe not free to play two big battle royales that have come to xbox this last week and i played both of them as well which is fall guys and naraka Playpoint. have you played either of those games nope no fall guys is super fun if you haven't played it i would recommend trying it out it's like mario party but 60 player uh it's a lot of fun uh, the rack of blade point is weird, but also kind of funny. It's like Ninja Gaiden Battle Royale, uh, third person hack and slash, hiding up trees and stuff, and then you jump down and like slice someone up with a sword. Uh, sixty player, I think, is the same as uh, as four guys sixty player. Uh, so obviously last person standing in both of those. Um, couldn't be any more different, but the fact that they're both battle royales and they both came out this week is quite funny. And uh, Naraka Blade Point is ex- this annoys PlayStation fans when I say this, but it is an Xbox exclusive at the moment because they go, "Oh, it's not an Xbox exclusive," and I'm like, "Well, download it on your PlayStation then if it's not an Xbox exclusive," and then they shut up then because <laughs> it's not available on PlayStation yet, but it is available yeah. on Xbox. So, as far as I'm aware, as far as I'm concerned, it's an Xbox exclusive for the foreseeable future until they get the PlayStation port fixed. <laughs> it is one of those yeah. things that annoys PlayStation fans whenever I say it, though. Like, it's not exclusive! I... Well, well yeah. play, it. play it on your PlayStation, then, if it's not. I've also played some other games. I played... I played uh, Shredder's Revenge for just a lunch break. That's it. Just playing on my own, and I haven't got back to it yet. Then I just went over to Halo Infinite for only 10 minutes. That's it. Just check the weekly challenges and they have like a Mark 5 visor. That's it. So, so not much. But when I went to the shop, no dailies and not filled with anything I want to buy. So it's just same shit or yeah. similar shit for we- the whole week. I'm- I mean, three four three have kind of pissed me off this week. We're going to get into that in a bit as well. I've got a big yeah. bad lined up ready for that. Um, I've barely, t- no, but, I've not touched Infinite this this week. I'm waiting for the uh, Fractions event to come back so I can unlock the mm, next couple of items. Well, speaking it. of which, you can get some like shiny red and blue armor, which one person says on YouTube is uh, like American flag. You get a skin for the armor coating for vehicles and the armor. And one says this actually looks like a Pepsi 2000 look because the way you this like really shiny red and blue. <laughs> but um, but what I 
find it a bit awkward that even though it's like comes with a really decent price of 700, you only get a coating for just uh, Iron Strikes uh, armor coating and not Mark 7, and you only get it for all the Warthogs and a way to Razorback, so it's not much of a big deal, really. There's like, yeah, there's like the one that's got red and beige on it as well, not so much, as well as the knee pads you can get for 200. They say this is actually good for like Griff Ball, but I mean, these are just knee pads for that. But the watermelon size, a bit better than expected, but for that same price of 300 credits, you can use that money to buy that real watermelon. This is actually what is brought up on Reddit when they discussed about the shop. It's three dollars, and for that three dollars, you use it to buy a real watermelon for, say, little, for instance. <laughs> yeah, it's up. It's back to our dragon's dogmas with a McDonald's argument we had last week. Uh, <laughs> real world prices <laughs> are weird when you think about it, uh, especially when it comes to cosmetics. Oh my god. Well, I think. I think it's going to be a choice where you can either spend your hard-earned money on like croissants and other food. You can, I mean, with that money, you can get yourself fed for that price. Yeah. Or, or you can just like spend it on cosmetics. That's like only like a digital and something that is no value to anyone else. So. No, it's a complete waste of money. Uh, <laughs> I am definitely when it comes to microtransactions, I am definitely boomer or old man yells a cloud attitude when it comes to microtransactions. I'm definitely like, like you damn kids ruined it for me back in my day. We didn't do microtransactions. I'm definitely that. I'm in that camp at the moment. Uh, speaking of which, we can get into the news in a sec if you'd like. I've got we got a couple of new items. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You've got all the weight in your chest. I am very angry. I am very angry. Fuck you. Free for free. There, I've said it. I had to get off my chest. Seriously, guys, I am your number one defender. Every week on this podcast, we talk about how they mess things up. And I'm like, well, there's nothing up there. They can fix it. No, fuck you. You've really crossed the line here. You've gone too far, right? It's bad enough that you like Halo. So basically, ever since Free for Free took over Halo, I got rant. This is this has been building up since three o'clock this morning last night. So, ever since Free for Free took over Halo, Halo Four had a good campaign, was a rubbish multiplayer. Halo Five had decent multiplayer, but it was full of loot boxes and shit like that. And then Infinite is like, I really enjoyed Infinite. Infinite was really good. But there's not been enough content, and it's been uh, bogged down with microtransactions. So basically, you've—they've not made a good Halo game, or like a, nothing has hit the same standards as Bungie's Halo games. And now the games that Bungie made, the Master Chief Collection, are now getting microtransactions. What the fuck? This game has been out for eight years, yeah. and this game has been out for eight years, and now they're charging you extra money to play it. It is absolutely absurd. They're cheap. So if you haven't heard the news, I'm, this is my random. I'm off on one now. Uh, but free for I was gonna say Bungie. Free for free have announced that they will be adding microtransactions, or they are thinking about adding microtransactions, which means they are going to add them. But they wanted to see what how we, the internet was going to react. Um, they we're going to add microtransactions by changing spa, uh, season points to Spartan points. So the you if you don't know how Master Chief Collection works, 
you unlock season points by leveling up, uh, by playing certain things, by playing the playing the single player, by doing multiplayer, all sorts of stuff like that. Now, if you want to unlock those points, you can unlock them by playing the game, or you can give them extra money. They are now nickel and diamond and as uh, being predatory, and it is very annoying. I listened to. Um, Xbox uh, Xbox podcast yesterday, the IGN one, and the all the girls on the podcast, uh, forgot the Miranda, I think her name was, was saying how oh well they need to they need to add microtransactions to run the game. Oh, this is a Microsoft game. They have the money. This they don't need to microtransaction us. They've sold this game to us. They sold this game to us for sixty quid, and a lot of people bought it, and then a lot of people have paid money into Game Pass. You do not need to add microtransactions to this game to keep it running. It is complete bullshit and it has made me very angry, <laughs> as you can might be able to tell. I mean, I was going to make a video, as ironically, I was, I was telling you about this the other day, I was going to make a video about how Halo 3 is still the greatest multiplayer game of all time because it came out just before the invention of microtransactions. So it was, it has uh, forge mode with, uh, with, uh, with customizable maps. It has uh, they had DLC maps. They had all like they had all these modes, custom modes, and it was just constantly new content, and you got to unlock stuff. And if you saw someone in a katana outfit, they would they'd be like, "Ooh, that's a cool outfit. Where'd you get that from?" Oh, I had to beat the story mode in legendary to get it. Or or flaming helmet. Oh, he works for Bungie. Like you see the cosmetics, you're like, wow, how did they get them? They actually unlocked them, not paid money to get them. Um, <laughs> so it's just like I was going to say about how yeah. great Halo Three is, and now there's no way of playing Halo Three without playing it on this shitty microtransaction filled version that is in the Master Chief Collection, which has really made me very angry because <laughs> like I'm like. I want to play Halo Three the way it was meant to be played. Like back, I want to go back to two thousand and seven. I think it came out. I want to go back to when it came out. I'm an old man, yelling at a cloud because I know it's not going to change because people keep paying money to these microtransactions and they keep funding them and then they keep doing it and it's making me mad. I'm gonna bloody bah! <laughs> I'm so angry. You say you're the old man, right? Yeah, well, FIFA. I'm literally a skeleton about a year older. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I oh my god, oh. I just I feel like I'm. Talk, it feels like when I, like most people, like I feel like the the people growing up under us, our younger generation, are more cool with microtransactions. I fucking hate microtransactions. I hate them so much. If if it's a free to play game, I'm like, okay, fine, it's fair to free to play. But Master Chief Collection is a full retail game. And they get money from Game Pass. It's not like, and it's like, it's a Microsoft game. It's not like Microsoft are like scrounging for pennies on the floor. They're not like, go and spare change. We need funding. Like, no, you've got money coming out your ass. You don't need more money from us. You should, like, this is just, a de- this is like basically, they've, <laughs> I could go, I'm really angry. They, they've ruined Halo. Like Halo is the like the best series that Xbox has, and they're ruining it. And I'm usually the biggest defender of free for free. But seriously, fuck you guys. Seriously, I don't care anymore. I'm not going to defend you guys anymore. You, this is this is this is the the straw that has broken the camel's back. I am fucking fuming. There, I well, think I've got it off my chest. <laughs> yeah, free for free is actually 
going for the more business-oriented approach because Halo Infinite, they tip the balance so they can get people to buy more stuff on there. And you're probably thinking like as if they would be lowering of store prices, try to be really nice with, play nice with other people. But then the thing is like free for free, like they try to aim for something that is really competitive. And when they just do the store prices, it kind of contradicts their message. So I think I can see like two thought processes that might come out of this for them. Like, Master Chief Collection, you're struggling to catch up on the season points. So what do they do about it? Like, they offer Spartan points for money. Oh, do you need to get all the items there, but you feel you're not going to be able to, uh, like, run out of season points for it? Well, give them more money. Or they just, like, see this as opportunity to receive way more money than the stupendous amount of money they can get from Halo Infinite. I mean... People have been buying stuff in the shop. I bought a lot of stuff in the shop, and yet they're not giving so much for free. And and even like you go through the game, the multiplayer, and you just don't get little reward. Like because with all these armor cores, you just don't even like get enough content to go with it. And that is unless you had to pay them more money for this shit. I mean, this is just. It- it's just not on. It's a, they don't have dailies. They not. Yeah, it's that's, that's right. They, because they, yeah, uh, they, they, they they're not. They, they said that now they they finished. Oh, the, the blog post. They start off the blog post where they said we have updated Halo Master Chief Collection for eight years by adding all these features in for you, and we've done it all out of the goodness of our heart. Not the fact that we bought the game or anything. They're basically like, like, like they start the blog post like that. Like now, that being said, if you want us to keep making the game for the next eight years, we're gonna charge you extra money. And it's like, no, that's not cool. That's not cool to me. I don't understand. Well, the like if we, they if are we... still. They're still making the content for Master Chief Collection when they obviously got Halo Infinite to save. Like, look, Master Chief Collection has got three, like, four or five, well, even six definitive games on it. Yeah. And they're still adding content from, like, Halo Online and even some new content to go with it. But then, like, why bother with that when, if you're going to release Halo Infinite, especially as a live service then obviously you have to like get enough content to keep it going. And so far, season two is just like trying to scrape up a barrel. Oh, the tools break. You buy tools for extra money, even the ones that are like really strong, so you can scrape more shit from the barrel. Like even the mold that is like putting on your armor. So it's just like, like they just trying to show you commitment by spending more on stuff, which... They do not have a lot up front. So, like, this is definitely them. Like, I know this is, like, unfair to say, accuse them or call them out for, like, uh, demanding more no, call money them, call than their uh, commitment. <laughs> call them out for yeah, so, call them out. But, but, the, but I think it's becoming more obvious that they're just willing to see this, see any opportunities that if they're able to get profit from, like, any of those things, then they utilize that. And that's how they just turn season points into spartan points so you can get online. But put it this way, they have like 
things where you get season points and they have content that cycle around. But obviously they're just like giving the people the option to be able to spend more on spotting points and get more stuff. But I think this is literally them like trying to milk people's wallets. Like if you think about it, like you say the Halo 3 came out in 2007. I even went into the Wear presentation at Newport University. They had the dev kit, the Xbox stuff. And one of the things they mentioned from the person who worked with Wear, apparently you only get like less than a quarter of the sales from each Xbox game. And that's all you get for the studio, even though you sell thousands of copies. But now, not only you can like get more for digital sales, but now it's just like you're expecting people to own their own copy of the game and even like spend more money on cosmetic items. So it's it's just literally the opposite of what they get in at the past. So you can definitely tell that 343, among other companies, have followed the route of EA because they literally like get microtransactions into the whole game and everything else so it's just not right it's, it's it's bullshit i can't stand it it makes me really mad i mean if you want to be i'm going to be devil's avocado on this one the devil's advocate I, i'm going to try and spin it into what what people the argument people will be making is like well they've been maintaining this game for eight years if they want to keep the maintaining it they need to keep getting money to keep going and i'm like no That's bullshit because we spent this game made millions, billions, lots of money. It's made lots of money already, and it's a Microsoft game. It's not like they're, as I said, they're owned by Microsoft. This should be your this Xbox, like Phil, Phil Spencer, if you're listening, Sarah Bond, anyone from Xbox, right? You should say stop this now. Get rid of these microtransactions. This should be your flagship game. On Game Pass, this should be it. Yeah, you should be like, yeah, this is the multiplayer that you buy Game Pass to play. You should try and focus on that and not be like, get Game Pass. Oh, and then give us more money and give us more money and give us more money and give us more money. It just feels like you're greedy. We know you're being greedy. Everyone sees you're being greedy. No one likes it, and it completely taints your brand. Halo should be this untouchable thing on a plinth. You should be treating it like delicately but you fucked it up so many times and it's making me furious because halo is one of my favorite series of all time halo 3 is my favorite multiplayer of all time and it's just you keep fucking it up and i know i'm probably demonetized for swearing but fuck you i don't care i'm very angry and i need to get it off my chest okay well Ah! all right if this is like the 90s then obviously the master chief collection will be like sold for a tenner. Instead, you still pay it like a full price, yeah. and now they expect you to pay more for it. So yeah. it's it's bullshit. I can't stand it. It makes me really mad. Uh, as I said, that Halo Three was my favorite multiplayer of all time because it didn't have all. It was like it was perfect. It was like it was the peak of shooters before the microtransaction bullshit sneaked in, and it's like so predatory and dirty and disgusting and gross it's like it's 
like people are like, oh, NFTs are the horrible thing, which they are. But microtransactions, they kind of people have just kind of let microtransactions go now. I, I'm never ever cool with microtransactions in full price games. You paid for the game, that's it. You should have the game. You shouldn't have to pay extra to keep playing it. If it was up to me, Halo Infinite is free to play. Air quotes. I would have much preferred just to pay sixty dollars and have it day one and have everything. That's what I want. I want to just buy a game and own everything and not be nickled and dimed and feel like I'm being milked for money constantly. It's disgusting. And it's just, it's horrible. And it's like, people go, oh, don't worry, it's only the whales who cover it. Like, de- de- dehumanising people, calling people whales, who basically people who have gambling addictions or some kind of mental illness that makes them spend money they don't have on microtransactions and put themselves into debt and make themselves... Ill, or it's like, oh, they're just the whales. They're just these. They're just the whales. They cover. Your, they're the ones we want. We're not trying to get your money. We're just trying to get money's off. We're just trying to bankrupt random people who have these mental illnesses. That oh, it's, it makes me really mad. <laughs> like like do uh do uh, immoral or whatever it's called immortal. Uh, that's you. There's been people spending fifteen thousand pounds on microtransactions just to level up. And it's like insane. That is wrong. What is wrong with the? Oh, and that's the problem. Is people pay it, and then you got these whales who pay it. Like, and I don't like even calling them whales because I feel like, as I said, it's dehumanizing people. But you got these microtransactions. You got these things. Just oh, it's so bad. I just I feel old, but it's like I want to go back to two thousand seven yeah. when my multiplayer games were just multiplayer games, and I didn't have to buy extra stuff to keep playing. Like Modern Warfare One and Halo Three, I just like Gears of War One and Two, and like, and now I can't even go back to Halo Three because they've turned the bloody servers off. It's it's infuriating. Yeah, and it's upsetting. Uh, it really is. Yeah, I think it's it's really really corrupt because if you somehow advocating to these whales, then they will obviously think like, oh, the system is always going to work because you're always going to get people paying in the game. And kind of like leaves the poorer people into the dirt. So, I mean, you don't have all the money in the world to buy all the Halo uh, Infinite microtransactions. Because if I had all the money in the world, I would have easily got all of it. But then that was just actually saying, oh, you're one of the uh, star customers who keeps buying this shit. So if you buy more shit from it, they release more shit and... Poor people will be like missing out most of it. So I mean, this is it. It it adds like a like almost like a class system into video games, which is ridiculous. Like it, it's like I play video games to escape the real world. It's like you know, we I, tr- I like try to pay my bills and like live to make money. And it's like, oh, you're poor. You got the basic skin. Like like that kind of attitude. It's just like. It's just wrong. It's horrible. I hate it. And I hate free-to-play games. And if I wanted to play free-to-play games, I would play free-to-play games. I don't want this bullshit entering my full-price games. Yeah. Um, so, I feel like this is the straw think... that broke the camel's back for me. Because I've always been team free for free And now I'm like, nah, fuck them. Guess what else on Halo? Because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And I'm really well, I mean, about it. I'm... I'm in Cornwall at the moment, and they're planning to put the space station there. Ooh. So, I think... I Well, I don't know, because if they ever build that... Well, I'll forget it. Like, I think I would just rather, like, go to one place that is not ruled by capitalism. 
Yeah, well, space, space, space capitalism. <laughs> you played the Outer Worlds. That's no, 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 space no, no, capitalism. No. <laughs> no, space is where communism is there. No capitalism, not allowed. Like I'd the class system, that. everyone is equal. So space. Yeah, that is unless you want to call the aliens to come over and define what is capitalism to you all idiots. Yeah, so <laughs> space capitalism. But speaking of old, one. yeah. But speaking of older games, Ooh. Sonic Origins ah, okay. came yeah. out uh, about last week and seems to get favorable reviews. Someone is also happy about it, and it comes by the name of. I think it's Stealth, the developer behind the game, a part of a headcanon. He said that he wasn't impressed with the the state of Sonic Origins comes because apparently they went into the crunch, they worked on the game so with a lot of hard work, and then when they sent it over to like Sega to integrate it into Sonic Origins, they didn't. They just ended up with more bugs, and the performance wasn't that great. And it's just because it just leads to him and his team not very happy about the state of the product. So this is just messed up. Like, I think there's a certain IGN editor, which I would rather not uh, speak too much, but there's one IGN editor who had played the game and feels that his statement is unnecessary. But there's literal evidence of bugs happening in that Sonic Origins even the old games where there's people on Twitter saying, oh, I was just stepping into the bug and fell out of the place with Tails dying off screen a lot of times. And there's even the Digital Foundry, one of the best site, uh, best channels who does in-depth tech reviews of games. They have found bugs in Sonic Origins. So it's just for this reason that Sonic Origins is buggy and... And Headcan is not very happy with the state of the product. So I think it's probably best, like, as many have said, just wait for it to come out, stay out for the year, wait for the sales to come. And this, and by then, they should be able to fix the stuff out. Although it's even a bit more awkward when they're selling DLC for, like, three quid each for, like, extra backgrounds. And you even get uh, music tracks with... So- uh, Knuckles Chaotix and Sonic Spinball, but it's just like, hmm, I don't know if I would spend six hundred quid for the package that only contains four Mega Drive games that has been reworked to fit on a widescreen TV. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all I was going to say. It's... Surely, all the, all, how was it so many bugs? Surely, you were just getting the original game and just stretching them to widescreen. That's literally it, right? I mean, I, I, that seems weird to me. Um, uh... But then. It's not it's not as simple as that because you see, someone has to reverse engineer that game and then they have to rewrite it into like a more common programming language like C sharp or C I don't know. And then they would just get it done so it'd be compatible with a different amount of platforms. Like they got the games ready for the mobile and they work. But then, um, somehow, the uh, they they got on the mobile for years. They got Sonic CD on like the console, but now it's just like 
they got Sonic's 1, 2, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles on the uh, console, and uh, and now they just got bugs, so I think it's just really a poor management on Sega's side. Speaking of which, you know the the music for Carnival Night, Ice Cap Zone, and Launch Bait Zone? Is Michael Jackson. They got the... Yeah, it's being replaced with uh, prototype Ooh. tracks. So now you can be able to play, get to play Sonic 3 without having to worry about uh, White's management to do with Michael Jackson's music. That's but, I like they are, but they are uh, worse. The prototype music, they, are, they got a crisp and it's just like half complete. But they just literally like... They literally got the mid-eye files, like converted them into the the Sega Genesis sound form, and now they just sounds like they're a bit muffled and they're much worse than the prototype tracks. And that is just like a big fuck you to those who have like like remastered we the music so it can have more clarity and then better instruments. And Sega's not taking notice of that. They're just like doing a half-assed job to get the games uh, working with that music in. So this is just all levels of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird to me. This should be the easiest cash grab ever. All you have to do is literally get these free games and put them on a new console. I don't understand how you can fuck it up so badly. This is just mental. Well... There's Sonic Mega, there's Sonic Mega Collection. They got the all the Mega Drive titles. They also got Sonic Gems Collection, which they got Sonic CD, Sonic R, and stuff like that. And they have yet to re-release Knuckles Chaotix, which is only out on the 32X, where other people have been playing it through worms or stuff like that. But nope, Sega is not really interested to like put on the later generation of consoles. There's like Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection, which comes out on the PS3 and Xbox 360. Knockback is compatible with Xbox. Oh, what do they do about it? Hmm, they see the Wii Mastered Sonic games and put it on the package, which you'll pay for about 32 quid. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold on it. I feel like if you're gonna, if you really want to play Sonic in 2D, get Sonic Mania. Because that game is actually really good and really well designed and really probably my favorite Sonic game of all time. I would recommend getting Sonic Mania. Don't get this. This or you so get, terrible. or you can buy a Mega Drive or even the retro consoles that can play Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog One and the Medley on it. So, like yeah. Sonic Mega Collection is really great. If you have an Xbox, you can get Sonic. Uh, sorry, the Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection on it. You only get to play on the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3, but you only get like Sonic's one and two. So, so I'm not I'm not fast on that really. I'm not. I I would like to. I would. I'm also going to get in Sonic Origins, but now you've you've pointed this out to me. I'm I'm not going to be buying it anytime soon. So thank you for telling me about that. Um, just I'll, wait until it gets better, but. It just yeah. depends if Sega is willing to yeah. listen to the fans and gets to fix it. But I think this Sega that hasn't been really good at managing things. 
and just sees it as a more of a business point of view than like trying to make this really comprehensive and a reason for people to get off their Mega Drives or analog SGs and play Sonic 1 in a much better quality. But instead, it's just like, uh, it's like you bite into a cupcake that's got cinnamon in it, only it's got a half-baked, less-baked center in it. So... I like cinnamon. <laughs> maybe, 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 I, yeah, me too. Maybe in a smaller dosage. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I, I'm trying my, to think. I was trying to think cinnamon, though. I was trying to think of a really good transition, but I really can't think of anything. Um, Xbox have outsold PlayStation in Japan. I mean, that, that's that's it. We're done, right? Consoles are over. We agreed that because Xbox outsold PlayStation for one week in Japan, that we can now say Xbox is the definitive best console. We can say that, right? And ten years ago, Xbox 360 is not. It's hardly been sold, and it's and it's not the kind of brand name you expect in Japan. Like they're not selling a lot of consoles there, and it's not getting a lot of Japanese games. So you can either get a, a mobile device, Nintendo Switch, or you get lots of Japanese games on the PlayStation 4. But now it just seems like it's gone top to topsy-turvy. PlayStation has done the disservice to Japanese gamers for many reasons and now Xbox is playing nice with them so now they just like got the audience like moving over to the Xbox and now you get things like Persona and all those other Japanese games on there as well which means it could all change. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, because we we think we talked about this last week. Uh, It feels like like, so Sony's moved to America and now their new console is this big bulking behemoth that takes up half a half a room and it's massive and a massive eyesore. Whereas Xbox, you have the big console, but then they also have the nice, sleek, small Xbox Series S, which is more practical for like the Japanese audience. And they're bringing in more and more Japanese games. And it's like feels like Xbox are focusing more on Japan. Than Sony are, which is weird. That is a weird thing to think. I I, I agree with you there. It's strange, but the the thing is, Sony they still got Final Fantasy Seven. That's a big deal in Japan and big deal worldwide, really. So that's the that's the next big hurdle is Xbox um, needs to get that big JRPG exclusive to their system. That's the big next. Don't big forget the uh, Final Fantasy sixteen though. And sixteen. And 14. And all the Final Fantasies, basically, apart from Crisis Core, which is coming to Xbox, which is weird. But hey, I'll take it. Bring uh, Fantasy Star to Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Xbox, buy Sega. It makes all the sense in the world. It makes so much sense. It's ridiculous. Re-brand- there was a rumour where... There was a rumour where they would... Rebrand their Xbox consoles in Japan with a Sega logo on it. Yeah, call them the Sega. Call them the Sega Xbox. I would. I totally think that would work. And then you'd have all. You'd have all the personas, all the yakuza's, all the Japanese. You would have like this big Japanese, like collection of games and stuff in Game Pass, and you would be able to bring exclusive Japanese games out. I mean. Uh, it's an, uh, I, I say it every. I say it all the time. Buy Sega, just do it. Yeah. Did you get around to getting the Xbox Series S? I know you got that Series X, but no. Series S. I would love to get a Series S, but I haven't got one yet. No. Uh, uh, I think the difference is that 
I was skeptical because I think it's like a less lesser powered version of it. But it is, I think yeah. thinking about it, it's like it does it only goes best like 1080p. Doesn't have a disk drive and has half the mem- uh, storage on it. But every dimension they would like use this as a base to like get better technology on it and remain as small as like xbox series s and turn into a really a huge household product it is yeah it's it's designed as you just said it's less powerful hasn't got a disk drive uh it doesn't have uh, has the memory but the, the key thing you want to remember is it's it's nearly 200 pound cheaper than the ps5 and the xbox series x so it's like you save a lot of money by buying this thing if you don't care about 4k and you don't care about getting your games on disc and you don't mind moving your games around on the memory card, then you like what well, that's a good deal for you. I think that's great. I'm considering buying one at some point because I play Xbox so much. It'd be useful to get one in my office or in the uh, downstairs living room on the big screen. Um, also, easier too. Like, you can sign in anywhere on any Xbox, you just sign in on both consoles and you don't have a problem with it. That's all you had to do. The only thing is, you only have to allow. One of your Xboxes is your primary, so you can only so you can get to play them uh, offline. If you play on any of the systems, though, you need to have an online connection in order to play the games on it. But apart from that, it is stupidly easy to play games on any Xbox system. Plus the Series S, I like mean, they're now pushing out cloud gaming, yeah. so now you can be able to play with the best quality provided you've got internet yeah so as i was going to say you can also play any xbox game you want on a tablet or phone as long as you have good internet i have a tablet in my office mm. which i basically use for xbox and it works quite well um when they they also figured to bring out a chromecast like dongle you can stick in your tv so people don't even have to buy the consoles going forward they're just gonna have this stick and they can play the games from there. Or, they, or it might even be built into the TV. The Samsung, new Samsung TVs have it built in. Free cloud Xbox, which is mad to me. Um, um, if you think about it, when Xbox One came out, it's slightly, it's slightly bigger than the Xbox, uh, the original Xbox. Xbox One is like a huge, massive thing. But, now, but when the Xbox One X came out, I bought it. It's way smaller, it's way thinner than the latest Xboxes, and it's like one of the best consoles I ever owned because it's small, sleeker, and quieter, and does everything you need to do it on, especially with discs, so it's perfect. I mean, I, I, I went from, to be honest, I went from the Xbox One to the Series X, and like the original base Xbox One, the chunky thing. Um, so I never really got to see what the Xbox uh, One X was like, but I've heard it's great. So, um, mm. but yeah. anyway, um, uh, so so yeah. Wait a minute, you you didn't own like the Xbox One X? No, I never owned the Xbox One X. I only had the Xbox One, and it went straight to the, the Series X. Yeah. You yeah, you really missed out there because yeah. Xbox One X, you it's unbelievably small and it's very practical. But speaking of like PlayStation Five, which is actually much bigger than the Xbox One original, I but, think. Well, it's bigger than comics. Most things in general, to be honest, bigger than like most people's yeah. house or living or living space. To be honest, the PS Five. Uh, well, <laughs> bigger than most children. There's a, DI... <laughs> there's a PlayStation Five Slim. 
Yeah, that we, I, you did send me this. I didn't. I haven't seen this. So someone has built a PS Five Slim. Can you explain what this is about? Because I haven't. I haven't seen this. DIY Perks is a YouTube channel that specializes in projects that pushes the technology to deliver uh, quieter and sleeker systems. Like they did a pre-beam PC by using a mechanism that pushes air in to cool the system, amongst other things. And this guy has been like working with PlayStation 5s. I think he like got them uh, reduced into a smaller size. But now he did like a PlayStation 5 Slim. You know the PlayStation 5 is a bulky thing. He took out all the components right down to the motherboard. And what he did is like he cleaned it up, took the liquid metal off the processor. And then he fitted a copper plating in so it can be water cooled. He just like got got the copper plating done from scratch and just put in the console in the copper casing. But there's some caveats with it. You can't use it as a solar system. Well, well, single system. It needs to be connected to the radiator that's complete with fans and also a power brick to, that you had to hook it up in the back. So. It's not exactly this slim. It's a PlayStation 5 in two pieces. Or three pieces, if you will. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it like, it comes with a massive power adapter that has yeah. with many fans. But if you watch for the video, towards the end, like, it was all working, and then somehow it got broke, and the chips got fried, because the radiators had its fans blocked. So he has to get one on loan for the PlayStation 5. Took a chip out, fixed everything, and now it's working before you get enough air for the radiator that cools the water down. So... <laughs> I mean, the PS5 is... Because I own a PS5 as well as an Xbox, if people don't know. It is huge! It's like, I thought it was big from pictures. But when you actually get one in your hand, it's like, bloody hell. It is ridiculously oversized. So I feel like I should have waited for a slim build, but it doesn't sound like we're going to get one anytime soon if this guy's melted his... <laughs> melting <laughs> the motherboards and stuff trying to make it slim. Oh, my God. I mean, Xbox... I feel like Xbox have got more powerful, bigger components and stuff in their Xbox, but it seems to be more... Slimline, right? I mean, I feel like it is. I don't want to sound. I know it sounds fanboyish to say it, but I feel like the Xbox is much better designed, like in uh, under the hood, right? I, I don't. Is that is that too much? Is that is that, am I am I being a bit too much of a fanboy saying that? Because I feel like the PS Five, they've kind of the fans on its side, which makes it even like they're never foot taller. And then the disc drive looks like it's just been shoved onto the side of the console. Whereas the Xbox is literally all designed within this box. And it does Now, I get that people have been joking, like, you know, the Winston Churchill statue that's been covered with concrete uh, fences around it? Someone joked, it's like, oh, it looks like the Xbox Series X. Well, I showed them the picture of the PlayStation 5 that looks like a wireless router with uh, pieces of paper attached to it. So yeah. I mean, you could argue that both both... If you... I prefer yeah. the Xbox in design, though. I feel like it's more, yeah, it's like my... maybe Cleaner. it's a bit more, maybe it's like br- more brutal and like, but I feel like it's just I don't know. It's just I feel like it's sleeker to me, even though the X the PlayStation's got all these like 
like curves and like these fins coming off here, which make it look sleeker. Mm. Air quotes. I don't. I think it makes it look really over designed. Like, yeah, I feel like it's over designed uh, of anything. Uh, do you have Sky? Do you have Sky Q? No, I don't. No, I don't have Sky. Uh, but uh, Sky Q is like a small box that's like really slim. I would prefer games consoles to be that small, like doesn't rely on so many fans, because all you need is just like having something that is easy to set up by HDMI and play all the games. But I think the trouble is that people are expecting so much from games like ray tracing and stuff like that. And you get bigger consoles to be able to satisfy that demand when obviously you're you really do need something like a Xbox Series S or even like smaller game consoles like Nintendo Switch. Because I think, if you think about the Japanese market, they favor smaller consoles, whereas in America, people expect more, expect bigger things. And in the UK, we're pretty much in between. But the truth is, smaller consoles are sort of better because these are game consoles and it's just something you really want to sit down and relax. Not something you need to get a best outfit. Yeah. I mean, this is a bit of a take, but but yeah, it's just smaller the console, the more practical it is. I mean, this which is why when Xbox 360 is announced, like they've got a wired controller and there's a console that can play Xbox Live Arcade. This would have been perfect, but instead it's like try to push for the hard drive setup and wireless controllers, and it's just only when like. Uh, it's not like the PlayStation 2 because this is the last great PlayStation before bulkier consoles come over, which is like PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4. I mean, that's why I think the Xbox Series S is such a great system. I haven't got one yet, but it it looks beautiful. Honestly, I think it looks really okay. People say it looks like a like a speakerphone or whatever, but I think it looks great from what from what I've seen of it. And it's like tiny, it's a little tiny console. And I was like, I like as you said, I like sleek little consoles like that. And I feel like the Japanese market have, have obviously gone towards it because in our previous news article, they have sold more than a PlayStation, which is kind of crazy. Uh, obviously, we had the semiconductor issue, conductor issues and stuff, but. You know, I still think it's bad that Xbox is selling more than PlayStation. At least, for, I know it's only one week, but it's 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 a sign that we might be uh, the tides might be churning a little bit. Um, so we've been talking for an hour. We haven't actually got to our topic of the show yet. I mean, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? Uh, slim PS fives before we move on to the big topic. Do it because I don't really have a lot of time. So best to deal with this let's say if we try to sort this out in like 30 minutes then okay. we can get this over speed run today's topic of the show <laughs> is game of the year so so far game of the year so far game of the year so far this is the game of the game year. of the year I thought we were trying to be quick here. All right, okay. <laughs> so we, what we're going to do is we have a top three each of what our favourite game is from... We have played this year so far from January to... Well, we're at the end of... We're about to go into July. So January to July. And then we got from... Games coming out from today onwards are going to be our... We have a top three list from them as well, which is our number one contenders. Who could beat our current 
game of the year. So, let's talk about what our current games of the year are. We have a top three each. Do you want to go first or shall I go first? It's up to you. Go first, because yours is predictable. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> oh, shot to the heart. Ow. Well, my top three, number three, I have changed like six times. My top two have been the same constantly. But my number three is WWE 2K22, because I can't, I, I, yeah. I, it's the game I've had the most fun with, one of the games I've had the most fun with this year. Um... They brought back GM mode, and you know how much I love wrestling. I mean, this channel is essentially a wrestling channel, my YouTube channel, Potato Chief on YouTube. Check it out, wrestling reactions. Um, so yeah, I I really love my wrestling. WWE 2K22 has the story mode of Rey Mysterio. It has general manager mode, which is fun because I lo- I love just like sorting out rosters and stuff. I mean, that's a lot of fun. Um, what else is there? There's loads of new, ca- there's loads of people to play as and customize. The customizable stuff's really fun, but yeah. So I used to be my that is my current number three game of the year. What is your number game? Your number three game of the year, Alice? Well, uh, before you move on, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's. I'm really pleased you are actually enjoying it because years ago when there's like uh, WWK, is it 2019 or 2018? You did a video which is really popular on your YouTube channel where it got rid of your save file yeah. and you got really pissed about it, <laughs> yes, <that> which is... <laughs> led to your videos got one of the best thumbnails ever made. Yeah. You make the, the, f- the really angriest face there in front of a fire with <laughs> Ben there. Yes. It should be for the podcast thumbnail of the week because... I think the real theme is like uh, complaining about Master Chief Clutch. I, I did well. I did the same thing, the same thumbnail, sort of, for my "You Shouldn't Buy the Last of Us Part One" video that I put up this week. Uh, the remake of the Last of Us Part One. That's also in a trash can, and I'm also angry at that. <laughs> Not quite as good, obviously, because it hasn't got the views. But yeah, <laughs> I turned it into a meme too. Like I used the art bot, and like you got this like really angry face, and it's all wet. And then I just gave it a spoil, and you find it really disturbing. It is very disturbing. I don't like it. I don't like it! <laughs> but yeah, wrestling... I mean, WWE ch- uh, games have been a big part of my YouTube channel for years. I wanted to do some stuff for it, This the, the current game, because the current game is actually really fun. I wanted to do videos, but my capture card's not really working, and I would have to record it in my office, and... And no one ever watches them, so I just couldn't be bothered, <laughs> to be honest. I wanted to bring back uh, all Chief Wrestling. I might do that for the next game that comes out. Uh, I need to try and figure out my recording setup so I can actually stream stuff from my Xbox. Because at the moment, my, like nothing's plugged. I, I can't record gameplay. The only way I can record gameplay is by using the built-in capture device on the Xbox, which is... Uh, yeah, that's a so. disappointing, really. Yeah. But I think... The what you should really get more views is that famous flyweight championship. Colonel Sanders going against all the other Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Who that the real is what I call wrestling. Who is the real Colonel I love Sanders? It. Yeah. Yeah, it's so dumb. The one who does the best fried chicken. <laughs> the flyweight. Oh, watch out for... Yeah. One old macaroni comes over and just kicks their asses. I mean... This should be a really a huge series than just like PCCW. Yeah, PCCW. Flyweight Championship deserves a real series. The and that's coming title. out for me. <laughs> yeah, the Flyweight yeah. title. 
Oh, we had yeah. Um, was it Ronald Nakamura? Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura changed from Colonel Sanders to a lookalike of Ronald McDonald. That was fun. That was so random. I don't, I, <laughs> I enjoyed doing it though. It was fun. Uh, as I said I would love to do more of that, but my capture my capture card's currently broken, so I need to get a new one. Yeah. And I and no one watches them anyway, so it's like I think mean, I, I do. I mean, yeah, you're the only person who watches my video. If you want, I even been sharing it on Discord, like showing the flyweight championship. You should make clips of it so I can share more of this, and even on Reddit because. It's just whenever we're talking about fried chicken and wrestling, we've got Colonel Sanders fighting and put it over there. And that's how I just got people into PCCW. That's P-C-C-W. how you get more P-C-C-W. views on it. PCCW. Even though I, now I've changed it to ACW, but it's okay. All Chief Wrestling. ACW. 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 <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's my number three game of the. We can't off be off track. That was my number three game of the year, WWE 2K22. Good fun. If you like wrestling games, this is actually quite a good one this year. Uh, they would do a good one because they've been rubbish for the last couple of years. So yay, they've actually made a decent mm-hmm. one. Still not perfect, but it's it's better than it was. So yay, uh, Alice. What is your number three? Uh, actually, I would prefer you do two or one first. And then I'll do like top three. Okay, so you rather me do? It's for the surprises. Yeah, because I, I would keep. Because to last. be honest, I have no clue what your top three are. You you know what my top three is probably. Um, I mean, I don't know about two. I think the people watching my video might know what my number one is. I'm moving my head back and forth in front of the green screen. Just yeah, okay. Uh, my number two uh, is it not an Xbox game. So this is ooh, break, we're because we didn't. I haven't mentioned that yet. That our game, our top threes, uh, also contain other platforms. So don't be too bad. My number two is Pokemon Arceus because that game was fun. It was essentially uh, open world Pokemon where you uh, catch Pokemon with Pokeballs without having to battle them. You just sneak up on them and bonk them over the head with a Pokeball, <laughs> and, it, and it was like old timey. It was a fun. It was basically I've been a Pokemon fan my whole life. Like, ever since I was a kid, and Pokemon Red's one of my favourite games of all time because I grew up with it. And this is the first Pokemon game in a while that's felt new and fresh and interesting. And I think, you know, the new Pokemon game coming out at the end of the year might be just as good. But this one, this was so much fun, Arceus. I really enjoyed it. I mean, did you play Pokemon Arceus at all? No, because I can tell you the reason is the series has got a huge fatigue that got to me. Yeah. Like, Pokemon Sword and Shield are the last games so far that I just feel like I'm really fed up with Pokemon. Many people liked it and it has many good moments with it, but it's half-baked and it wasn't as fun as Pokemon Sun and Moon or even Pokemon Black and White, which is our, my pick of those games there. I know that people stand by Gold and Silver and Heart Gold and Soul Silver are really superior games. I also like Pokemon Platinum. But Pokemon Black and White is just like the peak of the franchise, which since then got really worse. Pokemon Sun and Moon, okay, but a bit heavy-handed. I like Sun and Moon. Sword and Shield, yeah. Sword and Shield is like half-baked and not so good, and I said it. But when you have like Diamond and Pearl remakes, which is Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl. I don't know, it's just Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, I think so. They're not, yeah, they're I didn't get... 
I didn't get those in the end because these are literally like remasters without adding new, like they didn't add so many features in and they don't even have the best bits from Platinum. So I skipped those and I got really fed up like how Sword and Shield didn't welcome all the Pokemon in. So, so that's when I just got really fed up and I ended up not getting Pokemon Legends Arceus. See, that's the thing. Pokemon Legends Arceus is probably the biggest, newest, refreshing take on Pokemon in a long time. Um, it's totally different. It feels totally new and, and fresh and interesting. It's like it's almost like got like a Dark Souls or like a Monster Hunter feel to it. Like you go hunting mo monsters, you go like dodge or like do dodge rolls and stuff. Uh, it's it's weird. Yeah. It's weird, but it's, it's I... kind of cool. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was definitely it was better than it was one of the best Pokemon games that's come out in the last decade. Probably, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've... Yeah, I heard. I heard some good praise from other people, and they've given it like good reviews, so yeah. it's really good. I would say but recommend I think it because, but because like um, I got the game pass and trying to manage my money as well. Yeah, I just feel hesitant when it comes to owning Arceus. Yeah, and you're just thinking, mm, that's fair. I think I would be taking, I'd be thinking twice before I would get that. But if I were to play that for hours, then it would be definitely really good. Yeah. But I already got too much of a backlog to even like play that. That's fair. Which I'm going to contradict myself at the top three. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll have a look at your top three in a minute. I mean, I've got a massive back catalog as well. I, I've, as I said, I bought the PS5 not that long ago, and I've barely touched it. Uh, so it's like my backlog is ridiculous. I got Ratchet and Clank, God of War One, Demon Souls, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I'm thinking about Returnal, uh, Horizon Two, Death Stranding, the director's cut, and then I've got on my Xbox. I've got I want to play more Elden Ring. I want to I, I all these new games coming out in the next couple of months. I want to play, and I got my Switch. It's a, it's a lot. Of, I don't blame you by saying that you got too much to play. I don't blame you at all for that. I can totally understand that. But if you do feel like getting back into Pokemon at some point, I recommend uh, Arceus. Or maybe the new one, because the mm. new ones must be very similar to Arceus as well. But we'll, we'll just probably discuss that a bit later. Uh, so my number one, do you want to know what my number one? You know what my number one is. Should I say what my number one is? Do it, do it, do it. Elden Ring! Do, do, do. Elden Ring! <laughs> I do have this Thou album where I often pronounce W and R's the wrong way round. Yeah. <laughs> so I would like... Elden Ring. <laughs> well, it's actually Elden Ring. I love. Did I say that right? Yes, I think you did. I love Elden Ring so, so much. It is unbelievable. I am. I've. I own Dark Souls One, Two, Three, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, and I've never beaten any of them before. This is the one. This is the. This is my Souls game. This is my. <clears throat> this is the one that I love the most. This is. Oh, it's so good. look at the look at my background. It's, it's, it's Elden Ring, so good. Um, I don't know what to say. It's just it's just such a great game. I can't say enough about it. This is probably my favorite game I've played since Breath of the Wild on the Switch, and Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. So take that as what you want. Uh, probably it was probably my game of the decade. 
we're, we're doing our game of the year. This is our game of the year discussion. So this is my game of the year so far. I don't see in any way possible that this will not be my game of the year at the end of the year. I cannot see any game taking this over because this game is a masterpiece. It is brilliant. It is fantastic. I will... There's... I know. It is so... Such a good game. There's... I have a list of, of, of contenders. I'm looking at my contenders list and I'm like, nah. You're not taking over Eldrick. It's not happening. This is the great, one of the greatest games I've ever played. And I can gush about it all day. And uh, we wanted to try and keep this brief. So I'm, I'm going to just say, best game ever. Game of the year. Guaranteed. Elden Ring. Let's just say it's game of the year now and just end the conversation. It is done. We are done. Goodbye, everybody. That's the, that's the show. No, okay. Alice, we're going to go for your top three right now. I just wanted to say one last thing. If you haven't played Elder Ring, if you're like, oh, Dark Souls games scare me, they're hard and all that, just if you play Elder Ring as a sorcerer and get summons, and you will be fine. Trust me, I suck. And I managed to get to the end of it with that. That's what you want to do. You want to be a magic guy. You want to just do, like, pretend you're Voldemort and go, ah, a cadaver! Like that, and, like, at the enemies are kill It is such a well, good game. You should definitely... you're going to be disappointed. Well, I know you haven't got it on your list because you haven't played it, so I, I, I already know that's the case, but we will... Okay, that's one point spoiled for you. <laughs> and I, Again, I would recommend you play it, but as you said, you're trying to save money, maybe wait until it gets on sale or something, but I would definitely recommend you play this at some point because I'm not a Souls person and I love this game. It is so bloody good. It's... Oh, chef's kiss. Amazing. Fantastico! <laughs> So that without further ado, I I I could gush about this all day. Let's jump over to Alice. What is your top three games of the year? Yeah, yeah. yeah my midterm game of the third. Yeah, I said third before third. With the third, you've got apple pop jeans. Anyway. with the third. Yeah. So number three is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Yes. I was my number three for like a week until I just changed it like before the podcast started. <laughs> that was my number three for oh, yeah. a while. <laughs> I thought you'd be surprised by it because I only played like for less than an hour, but it actually c- controls very well. But I think when I played it, like it doesn't have a 16-bit soundtrack. It's just like fresh music tracks and has fluid animation and I just whenever I played it it just reminds me so much not of the Konami games but the Scott Pilgrim game like the how the characters look and how pixelated it is you can definitely tell it's like is like a follow-up to the Scott Pilgrim game you get on your Xbox 360 and I think it's got a, a remaster for the later systems all right. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. Here's a new version of Scott Pilgrim out. Yeah. Um, I really like Ninja Turtles. Such a good game. Like it's got the intro. They got the nostalgic intro, and it's like looks like the old NES, the NES and Super Nintendo games, and it's got nice artwork and nice music. Yeah. I, I can't blame you putting this in your number three. This was my number three earlier. Um, I, as I said, I'm always Leonardo. I said in the previous episode, I'm always Leonardo. And now Michelangelo's grown on me as an adult. I feel like I kind of relate to him a bit more now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I relate more the to Michelangelo. Yeah. I've never smoked pot or anything, but yeah. 
We'll say that. <laughs> but you said, but you still get the munchies, though. Yeah, I do get the munchies. That's my problem. I, I maybe I should start but smoking weed. Maybe I should. I think, I think we could arrange the game for co-op because I think you have a lot more fun as a co-op mode than just a single-player mode. Yeah. I, so we might get into my top three then. If 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 the co-op mode's a lot of fun, we should maybe do that later or whenever you're free. Uh, especially because I'm isolating yeah. for a week now. <laughs> and I probably be like spending more time with my family who doesn't play video games much yeah. so oh shit that's a shame <laughs> so, uh... but i would i would argue that i know that people were thinking like oh you already put put the game that's just been released recently into the top three well i can argue that if i play the likes of elder ring and pokemon arceus then it would have been in horizon the sequel i mean I don't care what they say about, like, Alloy, whatever her name is. I mean, this game is, like, looks really brilliant, and I would have been able to play that, especially I'm a fan of, uh, what's it, the developer... Gorilla. Gorilla Yeah, Gorilla. Yeah, they would have... I, I like their games, and I would have enjoyed Horizon. If I chose PlayStation... So either one of these games would be a definite top three. But what I did instead, I played a lot of, uh, was it? I played a lot of Control, the Lego Star Wars and Pirates of the Caribbean, and even playing, playing the back catalog of games that have been released about the past two years, especially with Unpacked. Yeah, I would have put Unpacked into like three, except... That one was released in November last year. Was it December? I'm okay. not sure. But, but I've been playing so much of these games that like the top threes, it's going to be like not so much. I almost had only the top two, but I just ended up like having Shredder's Revenge and that one's really good. So it just barely fits in. <laughs> I mean, I got Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon 2. I've barely played it. I played about an hour of it, two hours of it. Eloy is a character, I don't know, she's annoying. She didn't shut up. I'm like, can you just shut up so I can play? I just wanna I that's what I like about Elder Ring, you kinda of just you kinda of just go and just do what you want. It's an open world and it feels really free. Whereas it's like Horizon's open world is like uh it's like going to Disneyland or anything. It's like, oh it's an open world, but you really should go over here and do this and this attraction and do this thing and this thing. I'm like, I don't care. Just let me do what I want. Don't tell me what to do. I will just do what I want, please. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it might get into my top three at the end of the year though, because I've got to go back and play it, and I, I will give it another chance. But so far, I'm not, not feeling great about it. Have you ever played a game that you feel is so good in one genre that it kind of ruins other the other games of that genre for you? Because that's Elder Ring for me. Because ever since I played Elden Ring, I can't play other open world games because I'm like, why isn't this more like Elden Ring? Why aren't you more like Elden Ring, goddammit? Horizon? <laughs> why are you not more like Elden Ring? I can't play it since I got Elden Ring. I need to basically have a break from open world games and then go back to it. Maybe I'll like it more then. Sorry, I've t- I have overtook your conversation. What was your number two or your uh, Shredder or Shredder's Revenge? If you want to talk more about Shredder's Revenge, obviously that's another option as well. Tunic. Tunic. Oh, I love Tunic. It's such a beautiful game. Um, it's it's really uh, it's really better than my ex- 
expected because it's just like a simple game, but it's just a mixture of Dark Souls and Legend of Zelda, uh, where you just go in as a tiny fox and you just like delve into the mystery, fight the enemies, and it just, well, it just literally plays like Legend of Zelda, only it's like extra difficult. But I really enjoyed it. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's such a good game. World building matters more than the story. Like, story is good, but the world building is, like, so rich. And you just get to understand those particular areas, which you feel is really good. I also played, like, near Automata, yeah. which is, like... Yeah, it was released, like, years ago, and it's coming out for the Switch soon, this year. I mean... It would be ridiculous if I would put use that as an excuse to put in a top three because <laughs> this is definitely one of the games that has the best world building that I have ever played. But instead, I got like Tunic in the top three. So, like, like I just played it and completed it with a one one thousand gamer score. But I think the real real fun about it is that you collect the pages of the manual. And you've got those clues to the puzzles which you have to work out. There's even one of the puzzles that you have to like get all the pages together, do do a drawing on all of the gold paths, and you will get to solve the biggest puzzle, which leads to the last page of the manual. So it just kind of expects you to use your brain as well as skills to get through this otherwise difficult game. Yeah, look, I've not finished it yet. I've like. Again, I'm gonna. Go, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but um, it came out at the same time as Elden Ring, so I ended up playing. I was like potatoing both of them at the same time, and then Tunic kind of went on the wayside. But it is such a good game. Oh, it is a fun game, Tunic. I need to finish that. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. As I said, Legend of Zelda, Dark Souls, is kind of mixed between the two. It's, it's a, yeah, it's it's a it's a lovely little game, Tunic. Uh, yeah, I I. I so far, so good with your top three. I'm enjoying your top three so far. Do, Thank do, you. Do, do you want to say what your number one is, or do you want to talk about Tunic a little bit more? Nah. Number one. Okay. Trouble. Um, <laughs> Skywalker Saga. Ah, okay. I've not played it. Heard it's good, though. Uh, yeah, Legos... Yeah, it's Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. I have not played it yet. I bought it. But based on what other people said, this is a like an improvement over... Well, in terms of gameplay, an improvement over the uh, Lego Star Wars games where they get all the nine volumes of the Star Wars films and they got like, like uh, improved gameplay, which... You get to play with all the characters, get to do missions, and I heard it's just like really special. I have received a lot of recommendations and I bought it, but I think it's the recommendations than the actual experience. Like if I were to play it, yeah, I would definitely understand why it would be in my number one spot. Especially it sold so well because it's a really successful Lego Star Wars game. And it's based on the recent releases where they has a open world, the improved gameplay, and it's just really good. Yeah. I haven't played it, but I've heard it's good as well. Um, yeah, that sounds like a fun game to play. So that's your current game of the year! Yep. The game of well, the year. Well, the only so thing far. is that 
there's some disappointment from some of the fans because they feel it's watered down, like it's not as nuanced as the Complete Saga. I've been playing the Complete Saga where you get all the episodes and you get to play those levels. Whereas if you go to the Skywalker Saga, it's a completely remastered one and it's like you don't get so much uh, of the narrative and missions as you love them on the complete saga but for what it's worth you definitely get a really stellar game and i'm really impressed of what traveler's tales have put into it so this is my game of the year so far game of the year so far so our games of the year so far are elder ring uh lego star wars the skywalker saga Do you agree or disagree? Let us know in the comments below or in a review or on Twitter or however you want to badger us about your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's our top... Those are our games of the year. What games could possibly take them out of their throne? What could dethrone these games of the year? What are our number one contenders over the next six months? Even though it's five months now because we're going into July, right? Or am I... Is my yes. Wrong? Doesn't matter. Point being, <laughs> these are our con- number one contenders. Shall I go first or shall you go first? It is up to you. You go first. Okay, my number three is High on Life. The game designed by the creators of Rick and Morty. First person shooter where guns talk to you. In space, it looks weird, it looks crazy, it looks funny as hell. I am so excited. It's probably the game I'm most excited to play this year. This is an Xbox exclusive. And yeah, probably the game I'm most excited to play, to be honest. It looks so much fun. I hmm. I don't think it's going to be Elden Ring. I'm going to say that about all three of my games here, but it's so much fun. It looks so much fun. It looks so funny. It's like my surprise of the conference last week. Uh, two weeks ago, and it, was, it looks like a brilliant game. What you guys? What, 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 do, you, do are you excited for Higher Life, or if you know, or what, what do you think? I kind of forgot about it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think it looks great. I'm hoping it's going to be good. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping it's going to be good. What was your, so? What's your number three then, Alice? Uh, number three is. Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet. Woo. I know I've been talking about how I got less interested in it, but I just feel that Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet, they literally made the gameplay better, and I'm hoping they will be a fully fledged game than Sword and Shields. But I think what really is going to sell the whole thing to me is you can finally do online multiplayer on the open world, so... I feel this is what really attracts people back to into the Pokemon craze. So I mean, it's got. But sorry, no, I was gonna say it's just an open, a big open world, and it's got a lot of inspirations from Arceus, and it's also got all the best features of the newer ones. Um, do you want to know a secret? Oh, what's that? This is my number one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh well, no, it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, Pokemon. I, I'm I'm very excited for Pokemon. This is the game. I think if any game is going to take over the game of the year in my eyes, it's Pokemon Scarlet or Violet because I'm I'm with you. It looks good. It looks really interesting. This might be the Arceus killer. It might be the Elden Ring killer. I don't think it'll be the Elden Ring killer. Let's be honest. But God, it looks good. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Furacoco is adorable, and I will protect it with my life. Furacoco fan. For I life. prefer. <laughs> I a, I like uh, the Spagato, which is a weed. The cat. weed cat. Yeah, I was going to say weed cat. <laughs> Please make it a point of evolution to be grass and fire. And it'll be so lit. That's just good. <laughs> Spliff with its mouth or something. That'd be just hilarious. Uh, yeah. There's a meme of that uh, Spagato where there's a final evolution. There's got Garfield repainted green. Yes. With, like red eyes. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing with the Pokemon uh, fan base. It's like, please don't make it stand on back its hind legs. Don't make it too, like a two-legged cat like a like a uh, was it a cat, like humanoid cat please don't that's what everyone's scared it's gonna happen i'm like oh well, i don't care i'm all about furacoco man the fire crocodile who looks derpy as hell he looks amazing i can't wait can't wait i know well i'm usually a grass star but i yeah. i'm fan- I, I think i really fancy this uh furacoco i think it looks really cool i mean that's my it's talk. gonna be like uh i think it's gonna be my second game of the uh... Or entire Pokemon franchise. I used to like go for far water starters for the first um, four generations. Fifth generation got a grass starter because it's got a, it's a smug snake. Yeah. Then next two generations, I went for like fire starters because I like that fox Pokemon. I like that Pokemon that evolves into turning a tiger and sword and shield rabbit because obviously. My Chinese Zodiac being the rabbit and Squad Bunny is amazing. But now it's the weed cat that's going to be my pick when I get this game. You're twisted. So anything that's on. Yeah. But the the biggest reason why it's on free, because I was set down by Pokemon games and I need to be convinced if this game is going to play better than what I expected it to be. That's fair. Like. There's an open world, there's online multiplayer, but I need to know if this is going to be a solid game. Like, if it's going to have a complete national dex and even has the features that is not, like, bloating it. Because if you think about the Unix approach, it has to fulfill that particular feature, which is, like, you do battles and catching. And this is what Black and White did well. Like, when they throw in lots of Pokemon and lots of different modes... It's just like, I just don't want to get through this. I just want to catch and battle. And this is what I most want from Scarlet and Violet. So, I mean, Pokemon Pokemon Arceus is essentially all it is, is catching and battling. So that's also an option for you. But yeah, um, I think it looks amazing. I'm very excited for it. I'm a Pokemon fanatic. I mean, I feel like everyone has that one game that they're like... They know it's not the best, but they'll play it every year anyway. But there's the, there's the people who play FIFA every year or play Call of Duty every year. I'm the person who plays Pokemon every year. Even if I know it's crap, I'm still going to play it. It's just I'm addicted to it. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, I, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's gonna be, I'm hoping it's going to be a bit different, a bit fresh, a bit of a new take on it. 
Spain is the is what it looks like. It's, it's based in Spain. Um, the new the cover bo- the cover monsters look cool. I'm probably gonna go for Violet because it's the futuristic one. Um, yeah, it looks cool. I'm I'm excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That's my number one game. Well, <laughs> both of us are planning to get Violet anyway, so we yeah. have to look to someone else who's got Scarlet uh, exclusives. I'll so pro- this is going to be fun. Knowing me, I'll probably end up buying Scarlet as well at some point because I know what I'm like. I'm a bloody Pokemon whore. <laughs> Talking from someone who doesn't like lots of like transactions, but definitely still got money to buy both versions, even though it takes I know double hypocrite. the time to complete the game. <laughs> I know I'm a hypocrite. Just you know, semi hate me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not microtransactions. They're big transactions. That's the difference. Well, it's not I microtransactions. Think it's called. Sixty pounds. Yeah. But I think this is what they call leaving luck to heaven. Okay, I don't know what that means, but I will, I will believe that. Uh, so that was my number one. That was your number three, right? So I don't know how we're going to do this going forward now. Um, well, you state your two, and I state two or one. Okay, sounds good. Easy. Sounds good to me. So my number two is Plague Tale Requiem, the le- the, the the good version of Last of Us Part Two. The, the game that might be actually decent, which is not Last of Us Part 2. It has the same kind of cover system and it has actual likeable characters and good story writing to it. So I'm excited for it. <laughs> and yet people are pre-ordering Last of Us 1 uh... Remaster. And yet they have not checked out Plague Tale. It annoys the crap out of me. It really does. I made a video about why you shouldn't buy Last of Us Remake. Main reason being it's a it's a cash grab corner. You're better off buying the remaster, which is older, but it's like has extra modes and it looks more, it looks better, and it's cheaper and it's free on PlayStation Plus. Why would you Why would you buy the remake? It doesn't make sense. Well, you did a video about it. I did, and one of the people hated it. Well, I don't care what they say. I'm right. They're wrong. <laughs> That's because like. They feel this just like hating on it and saying why when it could have been like pros and cons, but then you did like explain very well in that video. And in that video, I talk about how much I love The Last of Us Part One, so that's bullshit. How can they say that? Yeah. I, I said how much I liked it, so that's a, that's a, that's a it's a lie. Anyway, it could be <laughs> it's coming from someone who hasn't really owned a PlayStation but favours Last of Us Part 2. Oh, to me, oh. it is definitely like uh, the most one of the most overrated games ever. I hate it. I hate Last of Us Part 2. I get that, because I'm always on the PlayStation podcast, uh, PSP Trust, and I argue with those guys so much about it. I'm like, oh, I cannot stand The Last of Us Part 2. It is so bad. I hate it. Just, no. Yeah. Um, well... I've, I've um, somehow brought it up with the actual place, real PlayStation fans, and they did actually state their skepticalism about it. Like one of them saying, like if it's going to be a one, uh, one one uh, remake of Last of Us Part One, okay, remas, though it's remake, it it's remake, isn't it? Anyway, the remaster has already been out for 10 years, 8 years. There is already a remaster that's been out. And it's decent. They said, 
yeah, if it's a a 1.1 remake of Last of Us Part 1, then it's not worth the 70 quid. Definitely so not. So many of them. It's just like, hmm, going to see if it actually, like, gets better with the gameplay. Because I think some argued and defended it, saying, like, oh, it's going to have some like, improvements over it. But, I mean, you're literally talking about the same kind of game. So if they're going to say as if they're going to be remaking it, then they've got to do something different with the gameplay. Because so, if you say to me, like, oh, it's got better graphics, it's got improved parts of the story, but that shit is not going to be enough for it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Buy the game on the PlayStation 4. Exactly. So what's the problem with that? Get the remaster. It's free on PS, PS Plus or it's £15 on Amazon. Just do that. Makes, makes me more or go to a computer exchange store and you would find it there. Yeah, so I already, like... This is all I've said. And also in the video I explained that the biggest leap in gameplay is the fact that you can lay down. So you're paying 70 quid to lay down in a game. whoop de do um, Yeah. But let's, let's just try to... I, I, I don't know how we do it, but every single episode of Xbox The Box, we managed, I managed to slag off The Last of Us Part 2 and we also seem to manage to talk about Halo Infinite even if we get, we're not playing it. <laughs> every week. <laughs> we managed to do it every week. Okay, so, yeah. Fuck The Last of Us Part 2. Sorry. Yeah, I thought I was the one who speaks too much about Minecraft. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you, and you talk about Minecraft a lot as well. That's another thing that's part of the podcast. And I swear too much. So, yeah, anyway, let's get back on track because Playtale Requiem, fuck, fuck Last of Us, Playtale Requiem looks really fun. Uh, you play as Alicia with your little brother Hugo. It continues six months on from the end of the last game, which Playtale Innocent. In a Playtale Innocent, you try and avoid killing people because you're a little girl and you have a slingshot and all that. And it's really fun stealth game. This game, she's gone all, she's gone like psycho bitch now, which is awesome. You got like a crossbow and you can like set people on fire and you can stab people in the neck. Yeah, it looks it looks sick. It looks dope as hell. And you can still control you can control rats as well in this one. It looks really fun. Oh, it's like because essentially, if you don't know what the play tale is, it's essentially it's like it's a third person stealth game. And instead of having zombies, you've got rats everywhere, like plague rats from like the the Black Plague. And then also you have humans who are chasing you down, which are the Inquisition. Uh, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, uh, <laughs> but they're really good. It's um, it's it's a scary game. It is a good. It's a good action game. It's very underrated. I feel the first one is so underrated. I love the first one, and it, it deserves more praise than it gets. I I feel like it is an underrated gem, and the new one looks so good. I can't wait. Can't wait. Have you seen it? Have you seen any of the footage for it? I only seen that through the showcase. Yeah. Well, I think it's worth, there's a ten minute demo now showing how it how it plays. If you have any interest, in it, I would recommend checking it out because I said it just looks like a fun stealth game with uh, they got all these new mechanics. I like the crossbow and stuff, which makes it interesting, which is gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, that's my number two. So let's get to your number two and number one, I guess, Alice. What what games do you think could be game of the year? Marvel Midnight Suns. Ooh, I forgot about that game. That game, yeah. This is not like the, the <laughs> XCOM slash card game kind of Marvel game, right? Yeah, and I just feel it just gets better. But this is coming from someone who played XCOM 2 to death because 
I think they did well with the turn-based combat. Like, I played a lot of Civilization, and Civilization Revolution is one of my most played games ever, even though people may have forgotten about it on the Xbox 360. But uh, XCOM 2 is, like, really fun. Yeah, you have absolute luck and try to, like, kill the enemies. It's just like, wow, this is just suspense. But I think the Midnight Suns just kind of runs into it. Like, it's licensed, it's got cards, but I would imagine it would probably, like, take the best bits of XCOM 2 and a DLC and turn it into a stellar game. But like with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I'll be relying on the reviews to see if it's actually praised by other people. But it is multi-platform, and I reckon this would probably be, like, really interesting. But I think I'll just, like, say, yeah, this this one's got potential, and I like my XCOM, so that remains to be my top two. I mean, that seems like a really good choice. I've... Uh, I've not followed it much, but it looks fun. I mean, I love, I love the fact that like the Xbox account said Spider Man's coming to Xbox. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, yay, we're finally getting Spider Man in Xbox. Like, because like they always seem to yeah. leave him out on our on our console, which is really just not nice. It's just mean and spiteful. But yeah, thirty years ago, you get Spider Man games on Sega Mega Drive. And you've got Spider-Man cameo in Revenge of Shinobi. What? Now it's just like, oh, the Spider-Man's going to be around and probably appear most on the PlayStation. Well, <laughs> the people who made the last Spider-Man games before Sony were Activision and Xbox are about to buy Activision, so we might be able to get some Spider-Man games back on Game Pass. You never know. And some slightly older ones, which are not as good, but hey, it'd be nice to have some Spider-Man on Xbox. That would be fun. Um, what, mm. what was, so what is your game of the year number one contender well you're not gonna believe it <gasps> well. Stray Stray oh okay interesting Stray okay that's the op- the third person open world cat simulator put it this way Looks there fun. isn't like there isn't like a lot to play on the Xbox this year. No. And straight and I think Sony is a particular threat in this. Nintendo Switch, I I don't know how many games, but they're also a threat to Xbox. But PlayStation has got things going on and it looks like they're probably gonna end up like having some bigger exclusives. So it's just like quality over quantity. But stray it's just a subversive thing where you have a cyberpunk world and you go around as a cat. So it's just really interesting. I think it looks but it's fun. not unique. It's not unique because there's definitely games where you play as a cat and there's also Spirit of the North, which you can get on Xbox Series X, which is a remastered one where you get to play as a fox. And this is definitely one of the games I want to, that I'm trying to play in the moment. But Stray is just like... Hmm, interesting. Yeah, interesting. It does look interesting. I'm quite surprised by the, the choice, but at the same time, I'm not really. I don't know how much you like your cat stuff. I mean, it does look fun. Well, it's actually driven by hype, where people are so excited to get to get Stray. It could be the worst game of the year, but I just have to see to that, and I think this one might probably get people interested in it. But then I think it just comes from the 
community who is like biased with the PlayStation and thinking they make good games. But then who knows? I mean, there could be a surprise hit with their Xbox and may end up being the game of the year. So yeah. you never know. I mean, so there are our top threes. Uh, so yours was straight. Mine was Pokemon. Um, you never know. I mean, I made a big list of other games coming out. Um, Callisto Protocol, which is like Dead Space, that could be game of the year. God of War could be game of the year. Is it coming out this year is the question. I have heard from reliable sources that it is coming out quarter one next year, February or whatever. But, you, you, you know, it might come out this year. So, so The Last of Us Part 1, is this coming out this year? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah. Would you rather buy it instead of uh, would would you either buy it or would you rather buy vegan food? Oh, that's a hard choice. I hate both of them so much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me choose. I hate them both. There's no third option, so ah, you have vegan, to pick one vegan of food. I buy vegan food. Fine, screw it. I'll just cover it in ketchup. That's easy. Go for plant-based burgers. Yeah, yeah. They will work. <laughs> no. Ew. I love burgers. Don't ruin burgers for me. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I I refuse to buy The Last of Us Part 1. I know a lot of... My, my green screen's falling over now. Cool. Uh, I know a lot of people are really excited for The Last of Us Part 1 remake, but I'm like, I don't get it. You're kind of the reason why the game industry so boring and stale. Not, not you, the people who like it. <laughs> Uh, the reason why... Well, you did Well, you did surprise me, though, because I thought you would end up buying uh, Last of Us Part 1 than vegan food, anyway. No. Uh, I feel like, principles-wise, I feel like my principle of being... Uh, 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 trying to buy good games and not support shitty business practices is more important than uh, what I eat, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think it's definitely, like... Oh, you got. Uh, I would rather spend 70 quid on the week's worth of vegan food than like Last of Us Part One. That's so true. that definitely explains it. That That's just true. shows like how how worthless that that we we remake is. I was going to say remaster. Yeah. I mean, it's good for people who are on PC, I suppose. But I'm like, why? But I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. It, it, I don't know why you would remake The Last of Us Part 1. I Because I, people will buy it, I guess. But I feel like, why did you remake the Uncharted one? Because that game actually does need to remake. Uh, it does it, mm. You know, there's so many games they could have remade. It's just cash-grabby and shitty. And it's the same thing as Free for Free being cash-grabby and shitty as well. It's just, it makes me sad. Mm. It makes me sad. I, I miss the older days of game. I miss being uh, younger when games were so... Uh, Microtransaction, yeah, reboot, and like so, ugh, so shitty. Uh, I'm not. It's basically it. the lesser of two evils, I guess. Yeah, it's it's upsetting. But then you have like Fortnite as well. So, so yeah. So the, um, so there's also so uh, what was I saying? So this year, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Neither of us said that as our top three. I don't think it's coming this year. Is that's that's my thing. I said so I've heard from reliable sources that it's coming out quarter one. So it's still going to be this, cal- this like tax year or calendar year or like financial year, but not actual year. I think it's going to come out mm. February March time. I think is what I've heard. Uh, Splatoon three, mm. Splatoon three might be quite good. Um, mm. 
Yeah, that's it, really. Can't really think of it. I'm sure I think we need to wrap up now because I got to go. Yeah, I was going to say we should wrap up the episode now anyway. So uh, thank you guys for watching. I really enjoyed this episode with you, Alice. Let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Uh, and until next time, too sweet. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the X Marks the Box podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Potato Chief or on YouTube at Potato Chief or follow us on all podcast services. Thank you for listening.